What is going on, everybody? Good morning, good morning. It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast with Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day, just like we talk about sports every day. Are you a fan of the player, or are you the fan of the organization? Now, let's really take this really into depth and really understand what we're talking about right now. If you're a fan of the organization, then you're there through and through. No matter if your flavored players traded, no matter if your team hasn't won a Super Bowl in ever, or your team is just struggling just to get by, you stuck by the organization ever since you say, I'm a fan of this team. I've seen a lot of people stick by their teams through and through. If you're a Lions fan, you are OG fan. You're an OG fan of the organization. If you're a um, Browns fan, you were OG to the organization. Washington Commanders, you were OG to the organization. Dolphins, Jets, you were OG to the organization. Tennessee, Texans, Panthers, you were OG to the organization. Now, in some of that aspects, some of those teams, oh, San Diego, your team been bouncing around. The Raiders, I mean, not San Diego, LA Chargers, Las Vegas Raiders, teams that have been bouncing around. You stuck by the organization through and through, and even with the criticism that's coming out of Las Vegas, you know, you stuck by your team, even though you didn't condone some of the things that they did in a few short years of um, uh, Chucky. You know, you stuck with the team, and then Sandy, uh, the Keystone, San Diego, um, the Chargers. You stuck with them when they had Phillip Rivers. Even though y'all would get to the, you know, the game away from the big dance, he didn't show up, and the team ain't show up. And you know, you trusting this young guy to come in and change life, and he did. Um, same thing with the um, Colts. You know, your team left Baltimore, went to Indianapolis, won a championship, and just keep pushing forward. You know, had a top-tier pick. Then, uh, of course, Andrew Luck is the top-tier pick. Got hurt and retired. You lived in the shadow of Peyton Manning. Still trying to figure out who's the next guy to take that leap of faith. Atlanta, same thing. You know, all these teams that people are a part of, you know, that have gone through the struggles, Patriots, same thing, have gone through the struggles of we had a little success, but now we're on the decline, and then we're trying to get back to where we were. It's kind of hard because it puts you in that mindset to say, yo, why am I even supporting this team? Like, why am I giving it my all if they're not giving it all? Sometimes you got to trust in your organization to make the right decisions. Or if you feel as though they're not making the right decisions, why don't you take the step of the step, uh, the leap of faith and apply to be a part of the organization? So you could say, I sat back, you know, and just watched my team go crumble and crumble and crumble. And I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm going to apply for a job to say, you know what? I'm going to turn this organization around. It might take you a while to get to the position that you want to get to, but each part of the process, you know, levels you up to the point where you get where you want to be. 
that even applies to, you know, owning your own business and stuff. Like me, I started out, you know, with just casually discussing sports. Then I started writing about sports. Then I started, you know, battling, debating people about sports. Then I said, you know what? I want to make this a profession. I started, you know, going to school for it. Um, started to learn the ins and outs of the business. And then, you know, here we are. And I still am growing because I still want to be at that analyst top spot. But to uh, get back to on, on track to the point, people that are fans of the organization know it's a roller coaster because there's ups, there's downs, there's questionable moves where you even say like, yo, why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? Why are we trading him? Why are we giving him money? Or why are we even entertaining, yo? So it just got to go into consideration of you just got to take the lay of the land. You got to feel out what your organization is trying to do and just say, you know what? I trust my organization because we've been here before and I know we can overcome it. Sometimes you can't, sometimes you can't. But then you had the other side of fans of the players. You know, when, you know, fans of the players that's on the team that you like, you know, they start speaking out from the player from the player's perspective, meaning like, well, I think he would be so much better if they got him this, or he would be so much better if he did this and did that, rather than really, you know, criticizing their favorite player, saying he got to play better, he got to do this, he got to do that, or he got to take it to the next level. And I'm really bringing this to question to Ravens fans. You know, we have true Ravens fans that have been here since 1996. We got fans that have been here since 2000, 2000. We got fans that's been here since 2012. And we got fans that's been here since Lamar Jackson. And the fans that have been here with Lamar Jackson say some of the craziest things in the world. And it don't make sense. It don't fit the organization. Like when they traded away Hollywood Brown, Lamar Jackson fans was in the outrage. But didn't really look at where Hollywood Brown was coming from. He didn't want to be here. Yeah, his buddy was here. But he wanted to be in an offense that can really use his full capabilities. Even though he was leading, I'm pretty sure he was in the top five of uh, drops. But nobody was talking about that. And then when I look at Lamar Jackson fans, I say, your quarterback ain't do no better either. Because why he not in uh, minicamp right now? You know, trying to build timing with his receivers. You know, that's also part of leadership as a leader. Sometimes you got to lead by example. And then when you really think about it, you're giving the Ravens more time to look at Tyler Huntley. So whenever you don't really want to sign your contract, Lamar Jackson, they have seen so much film, so much preparation, so much studying from Tyler Huntley that they're going to take that leap of faith and say, you know what, Lamar? Kick rocks. We're going to go with a guy that's been here from the beginning, that never left the organization to go party or, you know, do other stuff like that. That's not solely focused on football. And you hear you hear Marlon Humphrey, you hear John Harbaugh saying, yeah, we talked to Lamar Jackson. Well, as far as Marlon Humphrey, yeah, I talked to Lamar Jackson. He said he's going to come next week. Oh, okay. Why not he come this week? Okay, you worked out in Florida. Cool. You worked out in L.A., cool. I would take all that and say, you know what? 
I'm not letting this guy, even though we fan, I'm not letting you get all these reps in with the first teams. Even though, you know, he's my bro. Still, it's a competition out here. You think Tom Brady missing OTAs or minicamp? Hell no. He ain't really missed them like that. Or if he did, he invited everybody to his house. Same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They didn't let the backups get so much reps in with the first teams. But, you know, same thing with Patrick Mahomes. He don't let, he don't let the backup get first, uh, crack at the first teams because that will come a time where it comes down to a decision of who they want to keep and who they want to let go. And they're probably going to lean to, you know, you got all the talent in the world, but they're going to probably lean to the guy that's been here working really hard. And then Lamar Jackson fans going to be like, yo, the Ravens organization sucks. Or the Ravens this, the Ravens that. That means you wasn't a true fan of the organization because we never had a – Joe Flacco was great, but we never had a guy in his second real season to win MVP, All-Pro, to have a phenomenal regular season where he led the league in passing touchdowns. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not pass. He led the league in touchdowns. Like, that just speaks so much volume of his character. And he's so electrifying. He make people want to play with him instead of fear him. Like, if you're going to be a fan of the player, also know what kind of organization he's going to. To say, oh, I believe he has to grow as a leader in order to fit what the Ravens stand for. And right now, it's not it. I went to the Ravens 2000 celebration. And I saw they had so many different personalities. And Goose, Shannon Sharp, Ray Lewis, Rob Woodson, Jamal Lewis. All these guys had their own personality. But these all these guys had one goal, and that was to get to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> and Trent Dilfer as well. People say, well, that's not the same thing because it was in a different era. Yeah, that's true, but leadership is still leadership. Shannon Sharp also said one important key ingredient. He said, after we left a game, a player said he wanted to go chill with his family. And this is in preparation before the Super Bowl. Shannon Sharp said, the hell with that. Come back with the team because I'm not going to let you mess up the ride that I have because I don't know if I'm going to get back here. Lamar Jackson, when the rate in 2019, which was the best statistical year for the Baltimore Ravens in Ravens history, where we was number one in offense and we had a top-tier defense, when you have that key ingredient, you have to go to the Super Bowl. Have to. You have to. But everybody was partying. Nobody had their head on straight. And what happened? We got smacked in the uh, divisional round. The number one seed got smacked in the divisional round. Does it bother you that we haven't made it past the divisional round, but yet you want to hold out for a contract extension? And all his fans talking about, yeah, yeah, Lamar need the money. Yeah, Lamar need this. Lamar need that. Let me speak to you fans. Do you know if Lamar Jackson continues to wait 
they're going to franchise tag him. And how would that look on the NFL and for the fans of the organization to say, yo, this guy really doesn't want to be here because why is it taking so long for him to sign a contract? We ain't hear nothing from nobody but Eric DeCosco and uh, John Harbaugh. If my owner got to say something, then that means there's a problem brewing. If my if you ask my coach where my quarterback is, and he said that's the question you got to ask him, and my players are starting to say the same thing, then there's a storm brewing, and it's not a good one. Because then you basically said, F my organization. I'm going to be there when I want to be there. Let me tell you something. If Ray Lewis, Shannon Shaw was there, Lamar Jackson would have been in the would have been there the first day. Because and Ravens and Lamar Jackson fans that don't know that, go look up the 2000 Ravens season. Go look up the 2012 season. Go look up how Ray Lewis mentored Ed Reed Bart Scott. Come on now. Go look at how Ed Reed mentored some of the corners and and corners and safeties. When you have an initiative to get to somewhere, you're not going to let anybody disrupt what you got set before you. And you saw that happen with the the 2012 Baltimore Ravens. Ray Lewis was not was determined to not let his injuries rob his team of a Super Bowl the year before 2011. He was determined to get us there and he almost got and we almost got there. But you know what? We didn't. In twenty in twenty uh in the two thousand, Shannon Sharp, Ray Lewis, Rob Woodson said, you know what? We gotta change the culture here. Even Jamal Lewis, a rookie, said, I understand the leadership that the vets laid before me. So I only can do but respect that. As a fan of my organization and as a fan of Lamar Jackson, I understand. I understand both sides. I understand the fan of the player perspective, that you want to see a player do great. It don't matter where he go, I just want to see him do great. And I understand from an organization perspective, I got to do what's best for my organization. And if there's a guy that don't want to be here, we got to get rid of him. You see that all around the NFL. You even see it in the NBA. I take it, for example, the Lakers. I'm a fan of the Lakers. I was a fan of Kobe. I loved how they added pieces when Kobe was in his prime, and it brought us championships. And I, But I wasn't a fan of what the organization was doing after those guys left. You mean to tell me you couldn't get some adequate pieces to go along with Kobe Bryant for him to achieve another championship, possibly? But you, you, but you say he was a selfish guy, but yet the guy put his body on the line for the team. So that right there, the organization failed Kobe Bryant. Same thing right now, what they're doing with LeBron James. You added Russell Westbrook, you know, even though LeBron James wanted him there, but it's no fit. Got to, you got to make it make sense, and stop listening to outside sources because they're not always true. Don't listen to Phil Jackson. You saw what he did in New York. It's a travesty. Atrocity. 
damn right destructive. The Knicks haven't been the same since. If I was in charge of the Lakers organization and I had the cachet to get rid of Russ and add some pieces, I would get rid of Russ and add some shooters. I would have never let Rondo go. I'd have just released Russ, even though it's going to hit my cap hard. But it's sometimes you got to make that sacrifice. And look, it's going to be hard hit, but that's the only option because nobody really wants Russ. We hear everybody talking about, yeah, man, Russ will be a good fit and on this team. Russ will be a good fit on that team. All right. Get, sign him. Well, uh, Russ is an all-time great player. Okay, sign him. You know, a lot of people are fans of the player, but don't understand the moves of the organization. See what I'm saying? And then we can even take it to a, another team. Look at what Golden State is doing. My favorite point guard, or one of my favorite point guards, is Steph Curry. I love the Warriors organization. Because of how they sign players but make them buy into what the Warriors are. Or they pick up rookies and let the vets school them how they're supposed to. See, the Warriors are traditional style of basketball on how they built. You draft players, you build them, you win championships. When you lose players, you sign great players that can or complimentary players that can fit what you bring and you win championships. They have done both of those things. They have drafted Harrison Barnes, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson. Won a championship and went 73-9. Lost Harrison Barnes, signed KD, won back-to-back championships. Drafted uh, Kaminga, Moody, jo- uh, Jordan Poole, Kevon Looney, and added Andrew Wiggins. And are possibly going to win the championship this year. And what and and all the people can do is tip their hat off to the Warriors. There's a difference between fans of players and fans of organizations. When you're a fan of the player, you just see from the player's view. You don't see what's around them. When you're a fan of the organization, you see everything. You see every move that they make. You see everything that goes into certain signing contracts. You see everything clearly. You think outside the box. You're like, okay, I got this player. He's not performing well. He has some down years, so why should I sign him? Like, If I was the owner or the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, I would tell James Harden this. And that's Daryl Morey. Yo, James, we go way back. But I can't give you that max deal, bro. We underachieved. But what I can do is still get you paid, but I still got to add pieces to the team. And if James Harden don't like that, then he going to walk. It'll be a failed trade and sign. But at the end of the day, I can't bankrupt my team in order for you to achieve your standard ego of the highest played player without performing at the highest level on the biggest stage. That don't make any sense to me. That just goes to show that you're a selfish player. Hi, and then Joel Embiid said it all again. We thought we was going to get the Houston James Harden. 
and not the come out of shape James Harden, not the I want to play when I want to play James Harden, or I'm not going to put up for 15 points and eight assists. Nah, James Harden underachieved. Sometimes you got to open your eyes and see everything before you speak. You see that with a lot of analysts. They're just fans of the players, not really fans of the organization, really. But everybody can't think the same. Everybody don't think the same. Sometimes people need someone to wake them up. And that's why I'm here bringing you knowledge and understanding of what sports is. I want to thank God, family, the Vibrant Sports family. And I want everybody to stay tuned to me putting out this great content because there will be more great things coming along. Don't worry. It's coming. Y'all been asking for it, and y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's coming. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and this is Vibrant Sports. See ya. Thank you.